when did you fall in love with like women in hip hop? This past weekend was a very special day in hip-hop, pop, and music history. It marks the 10th anniversary of Pink Friday, rapper Nicki Minaj's groundbreaking 2010 debut album. Now, however you feel about Nicki Minaj personally aside, this was a game changer. This was a debut. This was the beginning of a new renaissance of women in hip-hop. But it isn't exactly where our story begins. So before we talk about Pink Friday, let's take it back a couple years to 2008. 2008 is a special year for a lot of reasons, so let's set the scene. This is the beginning of the iTunes slash Apple reign of purchasing music. The way that the world is listening to music and consuming art is changing rapidly. And iTunes capitalized on this by offering special services for exclusive releases, exclusive merchandise, etc, 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 to entice people to purchase music online. I know this seems crazy now, but back then it wasn't such a crazy idea because people hadn't yet adapted to the online model completely yet. Essentially, this is the beginning of the slow murder of CDs and of record stores, which suffered a mass exodus in 2008, with hundreds of stores closing around the country. The technological changes happening in the music industry, from the way we listen to music to where and how it was being marketed and sold, was overwhelming. We hadn't yet adapted to such rapid changes and bands like ACDC were still trying to hold on to the old reign by releasing their first CD of the decade exclusively through Walmart. Corporate partnerships like that one, which have always been a staple in the music industry, were becoming more and more common. While musicians and record labels were capitalizing on the exclusivity and the lucrativeness of online music purchasing, it's still a weird time because in 2009, Digital still consisted of downloading songs and mixtapes. It's an interesting time for musicians and especially for hip hop. In 2009, the top downloaded song of the year was Viva La Vida by Coldplay, which may sound completely out of whack to that the top downloaded song of the year was not a hip hop song. But that doesn't mean that 2008 to 2009 weren't monumental years for hip hop. In 2008, Jay-Z ends his run as president of Def Jam to focus on music and other ventures. Rapper T.I. pleads guilty to a gun charge and faces jail time. Rapper Remy Ma also goes to jail in 2008 and is set to serve eight years for a shooting, which we'll get into a bit later in this season. This is also when we see the rise of autotune thanks to the brilliance of rappers like T-Pain and Kanye West with his infamous 808s and Heartbreaks album. And of course, the Dwayne Carter, rapper Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne releases his highly anticipated album, The Carter Three. No, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that to put into context how 
big this was before streaming took over, as I mentioned. The Carter 3 leaked a week before it was supposed to be released, went platinum, then Lil Wayne re-released it, and it still went platinum in its first week before streaming. This was the last rap album before streaming to do so. This critically acclaimed album is universally heralded as the best album of 2008. And it propelled an already hot like fire Lil Wayne into new unheard of heights. He was quite literally the best rapper alive in 2008. Full stop. The Carter Three was the biggest selling album of 2008 of any genre. It's one of those things that helped propel hip hop into the center of the narrative and opened doors for other artists, which is why Lil Wayne founded Young Money Entertainment in December of 2009, introducing us to a group of artists that would quite literally change the landscape of the music industry as we know it. And all of this is happening while the country is knee deep in a crippling recession thanks to the Bush administration and fighting two wars on foreign soil, while at home we're fighting for our democracy during an election year when the nation's first black presidential candidate, Barack Obama, is on the ballot. I promise you, we as a people will get there. Yes, we can. So we're reeling from devastating losses, celebrating unbelievable technological advances and incredible musical achievements in hip hop, all the while in a different world, but not that far off, but seemingly in a different universe. The birthplace of hip hop is about to birth another star. In 2007, Lil Wayne is in the midst of recording his magnum opus album, The Carter Three. And he discovers a young woman, Onika Mirage, who was going by Nicki Minaj at the time. And she was rapping on the Come Up DVDs. And he wanted Nicki to release music through his Young Money Entertainment label that he was forming. Nicki once said of this, he, he being Lil Wayne, has been such a major part of my career. I can't imagine it without him. He brought that spotlight on me sooner than I ever could imagine. Young Money keeps my street edge. I can't get up in there because then Wayne is like, I need you to be Nick. It keeps me grounded in what drew people to me in the first place. Nicki had been on the New York rap scene for years and released her debut mixtape, Playtime is Over, in 2007, with features from the likes of rappers like Lil Wayne. And her second mixtape, released in 2008, was hosted by Lil Wayne. And this led her to receiving the Female Artist of the Year from the Underground Music Awards in 2008. But it was her third mixtape, Be Me Up Scotty, released in 2009, that propelled her to new heights. This mixtape features songs like Itty Bitty Piggy and I Get Crazy featuring Lil Wayne, which became staples in the New York club and radio scene. And so in 2009, Nicki officially signs with Young Money Entertainment and is the first woman to do so. And in 2009, she goes on the Young Money Presents America's Most Wanted tour, which featured acts like Drake, Jeezy, Soulja Boy, Tyga, and other Young Money artists. And she says of this, I salute the female rappers who came before me, but it's my time now. Well, we've been warned. Thank you for listening to this episode of Where My Girl's At, brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. 
If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It really helps. You can find us on Twitter at at 2 and Instagram, at underscore TH. Make sure you check out our other podcasts, Does It Hold Up, The Blacklist, and all the other content we offer on our website, texturedare.com. Until next time.